0: You're listening to
1: The Real King
0: with Joe and Heidi King. Have you been baptized in water? Have you ever thought about being re-baptized? Today, join us as we recap a recent baptism Sunday at our church and talk about our own baptism experiences.
2: So your family has had a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually on the phone to a corker today, and I was telling her, me and Joe already have extremely busy lives to begin with, mm-hmm. between me working a full-time job and then him owning his own business, and then we help out with things out at the church. We just have a lot of moving parts all the time. And so with Jazz, when one of your kids kind of like nosedives and something weird messes up your schedule... <laughs> yeah, nobody
2: knows what happened. Oh. You haven't talked about it.
0: I haven't talked about it. <clears throat> so on june 2nd jasmine and me were on our morning walk and she fell off of her scooter and broke her arm one week after summer break started yeah and so big fat bummer seriously Mm -hmm. and then on june 7th she got her permanent cast on and they were saying you know six to eight weeks and so we were praying that it would just be sooner than that and Like we didn't even want to cast at all, correct? Yes. And then she ends up getting the cast off July sixth, which was only four weeks with that cast Mm -hmm. on. So major, major testimony right there.
1: But she was healed the week before that. Yeah, and they chose to leave it on. We should have just cut it off. But well,
0: actually, watching them cut it off made me realize like I am very glad (laughs) that they did it because that's like intense.
2: It seems intense if you're not the one having it, but I, a couple of years back, broke my foot. Yeah, and I had a cast all the way up to my knee, and it was like it buzzes, but like for me anyway. Yeah, but it yeah. didn't like hurt. Or no, anything. it didn't hurt either. It's just it looks more intimidating, and the yeah. sh- this because they use a saw.
0: Correct, like an but actual the, saw.
2: It has a guard on it, mm-hmm. <clears> yeah, so it's it only rotary. Yeah, so it just vibrates,
0: but it still looks crazy. I was like, it I does. feel like if somebody tries to do this at home, it's
2: like you it's see TikToks of people that like jokingly go, ah, like and they react and then the person like, oh, I would jumps. freak
0: out if I was a person cutting yeah. it off and somebody did that. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, Jasmine basically has been hanging out with me for mm-hmm. the past since June 2nd. And so that was a big adjustment to our schedule. I'm a very scheduled person. So when your schedule gets thrown off, it makes everything (laughs) hard to try to fit in because you feel like you're always playing catch up. Yeah. So between that and Maximus and then baseball season. Shout out to all the baseball
2: moms because holy cow. That's a lot as well. Mm hmm. It was fun, though. Yeah. And then the Fourth of July happened. Yep. Carlos and I have been busy as well. I'm rounding third headed home on my my double major bachelor's degree. Yeah. Hey, That's a lot. Mm. And I had three summer classes stacked up. Yeah. So that was a little bit much.
1: Yeah, that's kind of annoying. It's hard to plan things when you got like homework all the time. Oh my gosh.
2: You guys. I don't even care what else happens after I graduate. I'm just going to be glad to not have homework anymore. Right. Because it is so much.
0: And then July was obviously, what is nine months before July? What
2: what would that put it at? Mm, October.
0: Okay, so October is a... Or November. Big baby conceiving month.
2: <laughs> Maybe November.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense. The holidays are starting. <laughs> yeah, people You're are feeling starting festive. starting to get, you know, warm and cozy. Mm-hmm. But there are so many July birthdays, it's crazy.
2: Your family has a lot of July so birthdays. So many. Yeah. We had
0: so many in our family, <laughs> like our extended family when I was a little kid, that they would actually get a full sheet cake.
2: And just, like, check it out. And off. it would just
0: have... All of the people's names on it. It was, like, over 50 people. It was bananas. Yeah. So.
2: October, November. Big baby conceiving month. July, I think. I think it is, like, the number one month for birthdays, if I recall. September is a big one, too.
1: Is July a big month for weddings? June. Mm. June, June, July. A
2: lot of. Especially. So, we're here in the north. The, the northern part of the Midwest.
0: Mm. August is the most common birth month.
2: Mm. See, I feel like July, August is picking up. Yeah. September's up there. There's a lot of people in September. What do you birthdays. think the
0: rarest is?
2: Ah, uh, February. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. No, I remember that from that thing I i heard. Mm-hmm.
0: Very interesting. Yep. Yeah. Max was born in February. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: So it was. Lynette. Yep, That would be conceived in August, right?
0: Maybe. No, no Yeah, because
2: yeah, my <laughs> half birthday is in March. So I'm like a month before that. It would be February. So that's interesting. Yeah. You guys had a busy summer that year. <laughs> 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 Max's birthday is February. And then yesterday we had a big thing at church. Mm-hmm. We had a baptismal Sunday, mm-hmm.
0: which was, I think, the biggest one to date. Right?
2: It was big. It was like you know, six people. <clears throat> summers are a good time for baptism. Mm-hmm.
1: That <clears throat> that's not big for in scale for most churches that are like running two three hundred people. Correct. Um, we we have a smaller church. Yeah. And then we we look at the covenant of baptism different. Mm-hmm. Correct. They Where it's not just like the next step um, to f- to feeling saved or whatever. We go through. Like scripture. they can't do it on a whim. Right. Mm-hmm. You 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 want to be. It's a covenant. Right. Um. So you want to you want to actually learn scripture and what you're doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the importance of it because you are literally starting with a clean clean slate yeah. according to scripture. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that. That, um, you know, they go into the process without anything other than a bunch of people standing around like, you're saved, you should get,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, Joseph, how old were you when you first got baptized?
1: First time. (laughs) That's right. I believe I was 15. 15. I think you were. All right. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you all want to hear a funny story? Yes. Yes. Joe is wondering if his sister was baptized <laughs> and come to find out.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys, this is so funny.
1: Maybe that was the Holy Spirit.
2: As we, as we said earlier, we had baptism service and Joe called me up today. And cause we were talking about the PCAST and what we're we going to talk about. And he says, and by the way, nobody else says PCAST. And I do a hundred percent of the time. Uh, he says to me, yeah, let's talk about baptism. You've been baptized, right?
1: <laughs> no, I said a legitimate question. Like, No, like he, like literally baptized, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I long blinked at, the, I pulled the phone away from my head and long blinked at it. Like, ding, ding, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, cause I was, I was like 14 or 15.
1: I was 15.
2: And, he went into how he was baptized, <laughs> to which I said, "Yeah, I was baptized the exact same day."
1: <laughs> in the exact What's same water. funny is like <laughs> afterwards, I remembered her in a blue T-shirt and blue jeans. <laughs> wow, so I was wearing like, black stretchy jeans. Was that what it was? Yeah. I remember so, like,
2: you it.
0: And it, and like, it was in the basement. Pull the, the old memory church. of you remember. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I I will remember everything if I have the right (laughs) association to something that'll retrieve it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: I will. I don't.
2: You know, I've actually prayed for God to just remove something from my memory.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've prayed that many a time. Yeah. Especially with like horror movies. One of the best
1: deliverances that I've received was um, I used to see spiritual things all the time that weren't good. And we were listening to a preacher one night, and he starts talking about how he had those same situations. And he thought it was just something that would um, be a part of his ministry. And all of a sudden, he realized that it was normalizing things that shouldn't be. So he asked God to take those. Yeah. Unless it was in a context that God wanted him to see it. Yep. So now... Like, he got free and only sees that stuff when when God wants him Mm -hmm. to see it. Yeah. Right? So we had to pray that, and God took those things.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: And it was, like, probably one of the best. Amen. You know, and one of the most simple.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, torment, gone. Yep. Just crazy. And, we like, if you would have asked me prior to... To seeing that testimony of that man, yeah. I would have thought like that's impossible.
0: Can I tap on that for a second? Yeah, and I know far. I know this is about baptism. I know. But
1: well, deliverance. Happens you had a
0: moment too. where you were tormented for years and years and years and since years since a child, and then all of a sudden you we see a man that talks about that exact same situation and what God did for him to get it removed, and all we did was a simple prayer. Yeah. Nothing crazy. A simple prayer that says, Lord, take this from him, remove it from him. And (coughs) boom, it was gone.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I have so many people that will sometimes I'll counsel with that. They're like, yeah, but I've done that. Yeah, but I've done that. And it's those moments where if it didn't work the first time, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Maybe it's not the time yet. Like, ma- like keep going, like keep pressing in. Asking, keep on asking. Like, so if you cut down a tree, mm-hmm. okay, now I've never cut down a tree, but if you have an ax
2: at. It seems like the worst way to do it.
0: <laughs> if you have an ax at the root, you know, the trunk of the tree and you hit it, is that tree going to fall down the first time? No. In fact, you're going to hit it and hit it for a long time. And reposition
1: yourself around the tree.
0: But all of a sudden, one day, one moment, one hour. I was going to say, that's why I corrected myself. It's going to go. Yeah, It's going to go. And so for these people that hear about stories that me and Joe and Christina tell on how things were removed from us or taken or it was simple and it Mm -hmm. was all this. It wasn't after just years of trying to find it and trying to search for it. Like Every time that me and Joe and Christina have received something, it's been because we have just worked hard to try to get that answer and we didn't stop and we kept on going and we kept pushing and we finally one day it just hit and I think that's even we mentioned Ecclesiastes three one on the last podcast that is another thing where everything is in due season and due Mm -hmm. time and we just Mm -hmm. have to trust this process and if it didn't go the first time when you wanted it to go keep going because it's going to go. Yeah. My,
1: my little imagine, imagination station was just kind of going bonkers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, picturing, like, the brawny guy from the paper towels with the yeah. plaid shirt, sleeves rolled up, whacking at a tree, right? Yeah. And, like, in my little movie right here while you're talking, I pictured the tree going down and him putting his hands up to his mouth and yelling, Timber. And the thought occurred to me that when that thing goes down, if you don't declare that testimony... Mm. that timber that this thing's going down come on that thing will fall but it'll affect those around you negatively come on but if you lift your voice and exalt god and thank god for for this thing going down other people are going to hear that they're going to be able to be secured or out of the way or saved Mm -hmm. from that thing down the road
2: yes it's good stuff
1: you were saying that and i was gonna your
0: imagination you, man was going to it was but it <laughs> you
1: guys I like yeah, an imagination I like, station no here's she the just thing. gave you an imagination is, man who's like cranking <laughs> like an old oh. like film
2: yeah wow. imagination That's basically yeah. Whoa, whoa, man yeah well well man uh man <laughs>
1: every took southern preacher <laughs> preaching about yeah. gender right there yeah whoa, and god man. made a whoa man because adam <laughs> seen her and went whoa
2: man <laughs> i think i actually heard a preacher that dad made me listen to Say that exact thing. There's and, like a hundred and of them. And he I'm like sure. and he like elbowed me, yeah. and he was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny, got yeah. It. yeah, nailed, nailed, it. hammerhead, right? There. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you got baptized when you were fifteen. Fifteen. Your, your sister got baptized when she was
1: nine. Nine. The interesting thing was, my grandfather, who was a great minister, and he did many things. He did have a tendency to talk about his own death and almost romantic, romantic romanticize Yeah, <laughs> 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 almost romanticize <laughs> about it. We've like, been talking for will, a while. Yeah, it you was were, weird. You Now
0: you that tonight? now
1: that I look back, like <laughs> he was a really good um, evangelist and salvation preacher because he had a crazy ability to draw on people's emotions when he would like preach about the prodigal son there was not a dry eye in the room because you knew that that story was about you so he would i i don't know if it was something he was just felt would draw his grandchildren in but he would talk Mm -hmm. about how he wasn't going to be around forever and raising up the next generation and then all like a whole bunch of us grandkids were all going to get baptized by grandpa on that day. And it was like this, it wasn't for me, it wasn't like a super spiritual thing. It was like a, an honorable thing. Like I need to be baptized by this man in this place before he leaves this world.
0: Like passing the mantle type and of thing. And then
1: all the other kids are going to do it and this is going to be a thing that just brings everybody together and mm. and it's it's part of our inheritance, right? Yeah. Um Joe had all of that. <laughs> I didn't walk away with
2: any of that. Right. But I was y- much younger than him.
1: Yeah, you were like 9. Yep. So When I left, there was probably a day or two where, you know, I might have felt spiritual spiritual or special, but there was no longevity there. Like I went, not only did I go into the world, but I went far and far from church and Mm -hmm. Christ Obviously, very young, full-blown alcoholic. I had already been exposed to alcohol before even that. Um, I went through the motions of that baptism, and nothing changed there. Mm-hmm. I still had a uh, a craving for for these carnal things. So I ended up going way far off. And then I would attend church and i would be a spectator for all the all the things all the the miraculous things that were going on but you somehow it's almost like you can find a way to rationalize like how th- how that's happening you know like oh yeah if enough people put enough energy towards something something's going to happen mm-hmm. you know so you and there was a lot of new age and cult type stuff and i was around a lot of like punk rock type people that were intelligent people that were anarchists, that were against corporate America. So there was a lot of doctrine and ideology going mm-hmm. on in my life from a young age on that was all rooted in rebellion, which is as of the spirit of witchcraft, but then we also got into witchcraft stuff too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there was a lot that went on. So I All of that after your baptism. After that baptism. Geesh. But... The that. majority of Joe's
2: testimony, which is in that, that we have the two-part episode, like two separate episodes, um, all of that that he covers, all, except for this, the precursor to his addiction,
1: is all post-baptism, right? Mm-hmm. That first one, yeah. But that's the importance of teaching on baptism. Pastor Tim does a good job. Max just went through like three classes and that there's there's an importance of that because um for me it was just it was a something you do it was a rite of passage yep yep you know it was just something that you did i and i think a
0: lot of the times with church with uh, that's common me yeah. and all, me and just all
2: my cousins. it's something that you do. It's like you do it because everybody in your youth group is doing it or you do it because yeah. everybody in your Sunday school is doing it or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. this is going to be a thing yeah. to build a bond. All they're yeah. having a, a baptism service. So let's <laughs> this is our chance. Let's I got do it. baptized yeah. with
1: like a whole bunch of my cousins and I, I don't think I ever talked to them for like 23 years after that. Yeah. You know, other than maybe deer hunting with a couple of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, they've been baptized more than one time. Yeah. And I think part of the reason is because of that. Like you you do it as a young a younger person and sometimes you're good. Yeah. Like you're you just get it and you're good.
1: Christina, she she was I've one only of those. been baptized once.
0: Yeah. And then sometimes I'd... you just
2: fall fully off the rails. <laughs> and so like I don't have the dynamic like snatched from the flames of hell. Mm-hmm type testimony which you guys know that's been a bit of a sensitive spot for me but i feel like that i should be transparent in that because Mm -hmm. i feel like there's probably people listening that also have the same thing Mm -hmm. like it gets hard to witness Mm -hmm. i find myself giving joe and heidi's testimony (laughs) or my parents testimony because um i feel like mine there i think there's parts of my testimony that haven't even come to fruition yet um, personally, but, uh, I, I dabbled in the world, but I never fell fully away mm-hmm. and I continued to like, you know, attend church every single Sunday and
0: yeah,
2: if you had, if I you lived had, at home. If you uh, had drinks, you'd I feel
1: convicted and then you'd repent, you know, yeah. there, there was, yeah, there was you a, always it was had different... like
0: the gauge through gauge North.
2: Yeah. Nope. No, nope. I had a compass
1: <laughs> pointing due north. north. The, the, the
2: dew gauge. gauge The dew gauge we're north.
1: measuring the the moisture outside this morning.
2: North. Heidi is a lot of things, <laughs> but she's not real technical, okay? Not technical on like any but weather. But if you need a, a like, strong and encouraging word,
1: yeah, or something written or something planned well. Yes. Exactly. If you're you're gonna get into flux capacitor (laughs) type situation, (laughs) so what's that barometer say over there? Yeah, it Um, says I'm
2: going 56 miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. Oh. You guys
1: have no idea. I wish I can't wait till we're on on audio visual where I know, like, we're on YouTube and stuff, so people can see (laughs) the giggle attacks because she is like so red. First of all, crying.
2: uh, Nobody thinks I'm funnier than Heidi does
0: (laughs) uh in my
2: whole life. Sometimes I try to say the same dumb jokes to people, and they're like. They give me a side-eye. Everybody well, yeah. really wants to. A bombastic side-eye. Well, and if a there... lot of
0: people will come up and be like, I can't talk to people about Jesus, or I don't know how to pray in front of people because I'm scared I'm going to screw up. And I'm like, really? do gauge North? <laughs> that is yeah. what... And I
2: shouted from Let's the rooftop. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about that. So my gauge North <laughs> <laughs> was pointing south <laughs> on occasion. Yeah. yeah. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like on the cusp of doing a full laugh cry, and it's my fa- <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> my thing. eyes are stinging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even wearing makeup, so no reason for them to sting. Right. Strange. So, um, it gets it gets difficult to minister to people sometimes, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because I have to develop that skill more. Yeah. And um, but you my I, mean- I I. Oh, I was just gonna say I did get <laughs> I did get baptized when I was nine. I have not been baptized since. Um, and I think that is rare. It is because I think both both of our parents were re baptized as well. Mm-hmm. I'm supportive of rebaptism. Right. I just have not felt led to get rebaptized. Right there.
0: So I feel like when people Again, you don't want to do it just because... Even as an adult, yeah. you don't want to do it just because everybody else is doing no, it. You, you need conviction. that leading, that conviction, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit just talking something in you. So we just experienced this last Sunday, six baptisms that ranged from our son being the youngest at 15 years old, mm-hmm. all the way up to 79 years old. So there was this woman that got rebaptized at 79 years old not because she had to not because her grandson was going to the class she had such a conviction from mm-hmm. the holy spirit she's like i need this yeah like i need this in my life, life. Yeah. yeah
1: we actually um we had the honor through god of getting to sit in her kitchen dining room area with her and a cousin and be present when they prayed through in the holy spirit
2: yeah That's
1: cool. Yeah. Like a month or two ago. Yeah. So God's done so So much. much. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't, when you think about the, the, the prophecy in Joel chapter two, that your sons and daughters will prophesy and, and old men will dream dreams. You know, all of a sudden you have these people that are at this age that they're beginning to dream again. Yeah it's revival.
0: Yes.
2: They're being revived.
0: Yeah. And how many people, I don't even know because I'm, I'm not older. Like I'm not in that. Mm -hmm. You can't ever, you can't ever think that you know how you're going to be at a certain age until you've reached that age. Yes. Like it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I can't ever in my life imagine what a 69, 79 year old woman would be like, or what I'm going to be like at that age, because you can't ever fathom if you haven't experienced it right Right. and then
1: god lights your fire again
0: exactly so for older people that are like i'm on the lazy river now like i'm on my way out like i've passed the hill like i'm over the hill Mm -hmm. and it's i'm just sliding down you know nice and easy now and they start to kind of lose that luster that the lord put them in the first place this particular woman at, at almost 80 years old... Yeah,
1: will be 80 like in the next two weeks. Couple right? weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: If she, God, he wasn't done with her yet. No. No. Even at almost 80 years old, wasn't even remotely done with her yet because there have been so many things that he's done in her life in 2023 that... Honestly, I think shifted the course of her life. Yeah, she didn't go to the grave with certain things that she had penned up inside of her. Damn. But God's definitely doing something. He's because doing something at seventy-nine years old. He he brought out an issue that was so deep, deep, deep inside of her for what seventy years.
2: Yeah, literally, like Maybe
0: probably 72. literally around yeah. that time frame that like the devil convinced that that just needs to stay way deep. No one needs to know about that. Mm. That's that like, that's just a thing that God loves you. You don't need to unpack that one. That one can stay in the closet. And in 23, I actually ended up having a word in the service and had no clue that this particular woman was getting like, epiphanies from the Holy Spirit over this word. And then comes out to me afterwards and releases this information. And then God just unlocks something, right? Because you can't ever get rid of darkness if you don't ever bring light to it. Period. There are no... (laughs) If you don't get these things out, they will never go away. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
0: the guilt that you feel, the shame that you feel, the, the regret that you feel, the fear that you feel... I'll, anything inside of you that you have kept as a secret will never go away. You will never get healing from it if you don't let it out. Yeah, and you, you don't that. get healing from it from the Holy Spirit. So It this, will fester. It will fester. And you can try to think that you're doing fine. And you can try to think that you're
2: packing it down deep and really, really you got this covered. You don't even know the ways well, in which it's festering. Exactly. And, exp- and it's coming out in different ways. Exactly. And people around you see it. And it's if you hold on to it for so long they attribute it to your personality. Mm. They attribute it to who you are as a person and in reality, it's not even yours, you're just carrying it. Yeah. Come and on. And you've been people, stuck people with it.
1: Have a tendency to go to the flesh and try and rationalize and they mm-hmm. say, "Well, why wouldn't God do something about this?" Or why why did this happen? Yeah. Well, God did do something about it. He he gave his only begotten son that that whosoever We believe shall not perish, but have life everlasting. So when we put those things at the foot of the cross, and we allow transparency to happen, yeah, and light to come in to all those, God doesn't want one room of the house. He doesn't want your mind or your heart. Yeah, He wants your spirit, soul, and body. He wants to infiltrate every part of the house. So that you can have freedom. Yeah. Every time you look at any kind of offense or something that happened to you, you, you go to look at that memory, but you see Jesus there. Yeah. You start to see yep. like, oh, man, He's he, brought didn't, into he didn't it. let me die. Absolutely. He didn't, he didn't let that person, that nefarious plan, take me out mm-hmm. because there's something for me to do. Yeah. And now that's not me. That doesn't own me. That's not the rest of my life. That's not the ending to my story. That's rather exciting, don't you think?
2: It
0: is. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. But I just want to timeline this quick, because this is how God works, is in January, this woman finally got that out, got that secret out, and started to get counseling, reading the word, God bringing himself into that moment, just healing from it. At that point, other people... Experienced this. So she now has like laborers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, she has
1: community (laughs)
0: that that are with her. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then by, I think it was probably May when you're talking about that Holy Spirit experience. So in May, so this was January. So in May, and I could be off of my timelines, but April or May, she, the Holy Spirit was like, all right, we're moving on forward. She gets baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, okay? And then is now
2: baptized in water
0: in July.
2: And prior to that, I mean, she was baptized in the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, but but didn't use it.
2: That, and like always felt like uneasy about it. Like it was, don't you agree? Like, yeah, sort of. I think
1: I sometimes like questioned it. Yep. People have a. They have like a moment or a brush with with those supernatural gifts. But when you're filled to the full. Yeah. To the point of running over. With like the stammering lips. Where this becomes you now it's a thing. Where yeah. this becomes a mature gift. Come on. Where mm-hmm. where it starts to envelop your personality. Yeah. And become a part of your, your makeup. Yeah. But how, takes you, work. Yeah.
0: Takes effort. Me and Joe... It
1: takes surrender.
0: Didn't mm-hmm. get to where we were in our prayer language by not doing it.
2: Right. Any language.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Any Come on. language. Literally. Yeah. If
2: you don't develop it, yeah. you won't be able to use it. Exactly. You, what she experienced was like the equivalent to high school Spanish and then flew to Spain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you find yourself in, she, in she church took high yeah. school
1: Spanish waited a couple of years and yeah to Spain. then flew to then Spain, flew to Spain yeah. right and yeah. you're like
2: wait i uh, como esta usted yeah. like right uh, baño 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 <laughs> yeah and of course you're going to feel hesitant to use it yep and nervous when you do mhm right well, yeah. and then you're
1: a, a, around people that seem confident yeah so you don't want to speak out and 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 feel inadequate yeah uh, so you, you people i did I struggled this all with the that time. for years,
2: yeah, and that's the reason why it took me so long to bring a message in tongues, yeah,, wow. because I didn't feel like my prayer language was as developed and diverse mm-hmm. as the tongues of other people.
1: Wow, I watched, so I hesitated. Whole life, mm-hmm. People get hands laid on them, and then they receive the gift.
2: I should start telling people I speak three languages. go ahead
1: <laughs> mine my my experience came supernaturally through deliverance and just stepping out. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I didn't have,
2: we've talked about this recently, but which is nice
1: because I, so I can, well, I can see both sides of the fence because if if we want to pray somebody through, um, and, and they're not getting it the way that Heidi did where Mm -hmm. there was community around her and, and, they were discerning that gift about to come out, uh, where where somebody's really struggling because they're getting in their own head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know the head gets in the way of the heart. I was going to say the we, heart is deceitful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So you have to be careful there too.
2: Yeah, I was going to say we talked about it because I said recently, um, pastors' kids can be overlooked and their spiritual walk is assumed. Mm -hmm. Like, of course they've done this. Yeah. yeah. Of course they've been around it their whole lives.
1: Right. My parents were excited when I got baptized at 15. They're like, it's done.
2: Right. But they probably were just as excited for you any other time you got baptized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But the idea was Well, first of all, check on your pastor's kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs)
1: Because stop stop holding them to a certain standard that you don't meet. Come
2: on. Or not even just that, but just assuming that they've had the spiritual growth that their parents or like others in the church have had. Yeah. Because they can often be overlooked and like turns out, oh, they weren't prayed through or, or whatever. And,
0: and a lot of the times the pastors' kids won't speak up because they feel also like a sense of There's like a I shame. Already associated. Have this. But when
2: were you baptized, by the way?
0: I was a teenager. And honestly
2: Do you not remember it? Barely. She doesn't remember it. I things. barely
0: remember it. I do remember it was at Eden. Mm-hmm. But that's all I remember. That's that thing though, where like if it you should remember that moment. Yeah. If it's not like an extremely memorable moment where you and God just communed. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should pray about if I should get it done again. Because it's such a sacred moment. Like the, to- the second time that me and Joe did it, I remember that. Like that was way more meaningful. I understood what I was doing. I understood that like I am a new creation, that that old man is dead. I understood all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I used to covet that when like I would hear, you know, somebody give a testimony and be like, when I was 12 years old and I, got baptized and filled with the glory of God and, and he came into my life and it was 1972 at noon on July 5th mm. and I would be like man why doesn't God show up in my life like that where it's so life changing and altering that it would be yeah completely <clears throat> engraved in, in yep. my mind and memory yeah, and we were just looking at calendars because something felt off to me in my testimony.
2: And mm-hmm. I was giving
1: my testimony and something just fell off. And I was like, why does this feel off? And I, I actually went through a calendar back to 2009 and I started to realize the last holiday that I drank myself through was... Independence yeah. Day, for for in Jay. 2009. For
2: for J. For
1: for J. And then, I believe it was like right around there that I ended up in the emergency room, mm-hmm. and it was actually July 14th, 2009. Yeah, because it happened on a Sunday night, going into a Monday morning. That was <coughs> when I got delivered. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. Th- this it wasn't week, 2010. This next week, it's going to be. No, it's 2009. Yeah. This next week, it's going to be 15 years.
2: Hmm. I felt like... I don't know why I thought it was so much closer to my wedding.
1: Okay. Oh, no. No, no! your Max, wedding was a blast. Max because...
0: wasn't even two
2: yet.
1: No. And Max and your, walked... Your wedding was a Max blast was like for four. me.
2: It was fun. No,
1: I. that was like...
2: It was like your... Well, it was like your second I was sober around wedding. all these people... We had, I wanted a, a totally sober is what I almost just said, a totally sober wedding, but the venue wouldn't let me have it. And so they demanded that I had to have a cash bar.
1: I had an uncle show up that was, I said
2: cash bar and lightning struck That was
1: secretly, he, he thought he was secretly drinking and who, an uncle, uh, who actually died from drinking, um. The entire time we were at the reception, he was sneaking off getting drinks. And because at one point I had a fogged plastic, like solo type cup.
2: He asked me the same thing. He
1: kept, he would not Four to five times that it wasn't alcohol. He mm-hmm.
2: did the same thing to me.
1: And I got so irritated. With that, that was
2: that the guy. spirit then.
1: Oh, yeah. And and I thought, I I don't even want to be around these people that are drinking. And there was people that were being obnoxious. And that was not like anything that... Carlos didn't even have a dog in the fight, man. He he didn't do any of that stuff. So it was like Mm -hmm. so strange to be in that and then have that spirit show up Mm -hmm. so boldly. Yeah. So that was my... The first wedding... In that that next year was was probably the hardest. Well, no, that one was actually probably the easiest.
2: That was your first. Well, it was your second wedding. The first wedding was when you they accidentally gave, gave, you, gave you a, booze. a yeah. live drink. I don't believe but, it was an accident. But, and that was well, in October. I
0: was giving the benefit. Of the so that was only two months after you got delivered. Yeah. yeah, and
1: that one, I was on like a spiritual high, and then had a confidence when I went up to Minneapolis for that one. Yeah. So like that one was, was there was even a bit of pride there. Mm -hmm. It was like, people are going to expect this and the enemy would come at me leading up to that point. Um, At one point, um, my best friend calls me is like, I had to talk to you and I said, okay. And he said, I'm going to have so-and-so be my best man. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I just don't think with what you what you're going through and what you've experienced that you're up to throwing me a bachelor party. And that's what his concern was. Yeah. Oy. And well, I was like, oh I was like, oh, I totally understand. So then I went up there. I'm glad he did that. And then I was around all these people that had been a part of that. And it was disgusting to hear the stories. Mm-hmm. And then the, the more alcohol that was consumed and there, I mean, that was a lot of alcohol being consumed that night. We ended up leaving early and it was like a mixed, um, marriage of people from different, there was people that flew in from Greece. So yeah. like that whole two weeks leading up to that was just alcohol consumption from morning to night yeah. and circle dancing and loud cheering and. Crazy. Yeah. 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 You remember the reception dinner? We got almost kicked out of the restaurant because they started dancing and cheering in the restaurant. The
2: rehearsal dinner. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So we went through all that stuff.
2: You even got delivered and all of that. Yep.
1: So I got delivered. The both of you. Right? Yeah. So we went through a lot after my first baptism. Um, I always coveted those things. So that was mine. Where where God actually put it in my heart and my mind where I could actually remember the the date and time that I got delivered and set free. And it was from and and it was not even so much that that it was like some concrete like burned into my brain memory it was the fact that I cut covenant with God that night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where I was about to die and I got to see some ugly stuff, and nothing else was working, no other help, no medical, nothing, and it came out of my spirit, God, if you take this, I'll change, I'll serve you, I'll do whatever it takes, and that's when it broke. So I can remember that because I know where I'll end up if I go back. Mm -hmm. You can't make a legal contract (laughs) with the God of all creation and be able to nullify that through, through, you know, your own. There's no clause in there that, that, that will.
2: There's, there's no out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an out, but it's not good. It's only one way.
1: Yeah. I, I make a conscious decision that would be blasphemous to the Holy Spirit. Right. So,
2: so how did you guys decide to get baptized the second time.
1: So we were actually attending church and serving and just getting our marriage back together pretty much. Like, actually went through a, a quite a bit of not being on the same page. You know, all of a That's sudden, one
0: thing that me and Joe are very good at. Not yeah. being on the same page? <laughs> it's all right, though. Same
2: book
1: so all of a sudden yeah a year or so in we we had this opportunity they were going to do a baptism at the church and now i started to like understand Mm -hmm. like man this is this is something scripturally where i'm going to identify with christ through the death burial and resurrection and my dad preaches hard on this stuff, and he's very, very sound in his He's very well-versed, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, this is something I know that I need to do. So we actually cut covenant together in baptism. Mm -hmm. Basically, like, a couple would renew their vows. We got baptized together.
2: Oh, that's nice.
1: And then Pastor Tim actually cut, this guy cuts service for no man. Like, he is not going to shut down the Holy Spirit to get out of church early, he cut service early and came over to the church we were attending to be a part of our baptism. So that was, that was where God used a second baptism to bring us into a deeper covenant and a more reverential fear of the Lord to be prepared to go into ministry.
2: Your second one. The yeah. second one. So the second one yeah. was
1: like most people's real first one. <laughs>
2: correct. So we because went, we can all agree, your first one really didn't count for either of you, right? Because in our situation, in correct. your situation, because Some you went into does. it out of coercion. It's not coercion. Excuse me. Coercion and kind of compulsion. To I would yeah. say compulsion, and, yeah, and
1: actually. Um, like a strange loyalty. Like it's about that time. Like a a rite of passage in a in a family. And for you, what I do for like, Heidi. yeah.
0: What I do like about your dad's method, though, is he, he his in order to get baptized through Pastor Tim, you have to go through a twelve week course on what it even is. Oh yeah. That piece I really do mm-hmm. like because you're informed. I am praying that Maximus that this one at 15 because that he took he actually went through the course more than one time so he's had basically like 28 weeks he's working on he's, being able he's to, teach it. to teach it yeah. yeah um of this i pray that that baptism for him that his story says i was baptized when i was 15 and it was life changing yeah. like i pray that his won't yeah. be an, a, another needed one because he has the the tools the Everything that you need to understand that the Lord did for you through water mm-hmm. baptism. Because water baptism isn't just a thing that you're supposed to do because of religion right. or a thing that you're supposed to do because you're it's, supposed it's to. It's not
1: just the next step. No, right. it's not
0: the next step. It's a very important, significant thing that occurred in his water
1: baptism.
0: And it's a sh- it's to show us what, what we need
1: to do as well. It's, it's the one way you can drink from the cup which i drink from he said he said to the brother's mother when she said can my son sit at your right and left hand he said can they drink from the cup that i'm drinking from mm. because he knew that they would have to be able to take part in death burial resurrection mm-hmm. they they had to die to themselves to be a part of that yeah. so when we when we identify in christ as joint heirs through death burial and resurrection through water baptism that that wipes that slate clean mm-hmm. when when you're when you're baptized as an infant and you're not to the age of accountability correct what sin are you wiping clean correct but you're, what
2: accountability are yeah. you applying to
1: the child right you
2: know the most Truly, we'll have to have Pastor Tim back on for a, a follow-up episode, and he is so eloquent in the way that he states these things. And he and then
1: sometimes he's like a sledgehammer. But yeah, both are both are good.
2: Both are good, and he he he's a he's a tender
1: person too. Yeah. Um, he can't stand the thought of somebody going to eternal damage. He has
2: such a burden. Yeah. And it grieves him deeply to see people enter into baptism without – it's like – to him, truly, it is like people – it's like you're permanently altering yourself, Mm -hmm. okay, without informed consent. But he has – It's sound doctrine, like Joe said, and there's scripture to back it up and he can talk through it so well, Mm -hmm. but it does take a long time. You know, he feels the same way, truly, and I'm thankful for it, about marriage. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, these are certain things, the Catholic Church calls it sacraments, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's, and the the reason that they do that, it's truly a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it is cutting covenant. Yeah. And it's, there's deep spiritual significance to every part of it yeah and it's really important that people go into it well informed rather i'd rather i think he has even said go into it informed or don't go into it at all Mm -hmm. because if you go
1: into it informed um there's a good chance the deliverance that you need mm -hmm. in your life is going to take place at that moment come on uh, I've seen people come up out of the water baptized in the Holy Spirit. So yeah. they they, can they not only get yeah. the water baptism, but they get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So there's, there's amazing things that happen. And then they have such a personal moment with God through that that act of faith that they're doing that it, it's life-altering. Yeah. Like now they, they know, like, if my brother-in-law or my sister-in-law or my brother or my sister or or a parent comes and says well I know the real you and you're just this and this is just a phase that won't even affect you yeah because you'll know that that old man is Is dead. dead yeah buried and and you're born again Yep, it changes how you look at temptation so when the enemy comes with thoughts uh imaginations and then you think about scripture and it says to bring every thought and imagination captive to the true knowledge of god now you know the true knowledge of god and what he is in your life and how he just he just did away with all the transgressions and sins that you had up to this point this day Mm -hmm. there is there is nothing that can resurrect that dead man mm-hmm god has moved it as far away from the east as from the west yeah there's nothing you no thought no memory nothing that you can that you can entertain that can re resuscitate that dead man that yeah. you just put in that water yeah because you just cut covenant with god and he said i'm never gonna remember that you know mom always puts it a really good way she's like People,
2: the, we get so involved in like self condemnation, you know, and we really get down on ourselves. And she's like, "There are people that resurrect those sins and they bring them back to God and ask for forgiveness." And he's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's how far yeah. removed yeah. it is from the east to the west, yeah. man. And like, as far as the east is from the west is the yeah. verse, and
1: it's buried. Yeah, truly." yeah so, so what's what's funny to me is mm-hmm. is I from from that second baptism to our third, yeah, <laughs> raised on the third day. So from our second to the third, I didn't have a lack of confidence in my repentance. Mm-hmm. right. So like, did I need to get baptized again? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I don't know, but the conviction but of the Holy led. Spirit was there.
0: Right there. Can I be honest? Yeah. We've been baptized. We've been baptized 3 times. If Holy Spirit leads me towards that conviction again, mm-hmm. I'll get baptized again. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Like I will do it as many ti- I do not care what people think. I will do it as many times as Holy Spirit is leading me to do it. You've mentioned before that Dutch Sheets has gotten baptized. Multiple times because if he is having something flare up that he needs gone,
1: he usually. So when we heard Damon Thompson talk about it down in Tennessee, they would go down and that was like his spiritual father. And this man is well known and revered in in like prophetic circles and his Mm -hmm. stuff has been on. Um, So he's he's somebody that's got um, consistency with hearing the voice of God. He said that when they would go down and they would baptize children at camp in the creek, they'd say, don't come down here because your friends are coming down here. Yeah. Like, this is serious between you and God. Yeah. So those kids would go down there and they would corporately, audibly declare those things and sins that were dying before they went in the water. Mm -hmm. They would put it all out there on the line and he would listen to those confessions. Today, I am so-and-so and and I am dying to this, 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 and this. This will no longer have a hold on me. Jesus Christ is taking this today. And then they'd go down and they'd baptize 500 kids, sometimes more, Mm-hmm. and they'd get to the end, and they'd be standing down in that creek waist deep, and he'd look up, and this man would have tears rolling down his face, and something one kid out of 500 said didn't sit right with him. And and this is a man of God that's used by God, and he'd say I will have none of that in me. Mm -hmm. And if there was something that even tickled or stirred in his spirit, man, that there might be a crack in his armor. He said, I'm getting baptized. And he would confess those sins Mm -hmm. that he didn't even commit. Yeah. And he would get baptized. Yeah. And God would take him from glory to glory to glory. The
0: reason I like that is because again we're not using baptism as like a parlor trick to just get you no. free and clear every single time it's that want of righteousness and holiness and getting as pure and as holy as you can possibly get without any replication of what people think because I think that there's people that could even be listening that they maybe feel or have felt proddings to get re-baptized but they feel like they can't or maybe or they didn't even won't. know it was an option right it's an option yeah and they're thinking oh they're gonna what are those people gonna think of me if i get re-baptized again that all has to go we don't care no nobody should but i love it that the six people that got baptized this last sunday i think it was only two of them that were under 40
1: one of the funniest Mm -hmm. things i seen out of that whole baptism because i was one of the people plunging yeah putting them in the water uh two ladies in their 70s yeah giggling and we were doing it in a cow tank, like like the big oval stock watering tank. stock tanks for like several hundred-gallon tanks to, to water your, your livestock with, right? Yeah. And we had them out in the, the front of the church. And when we walked up, these ladies were giggling, and they were teasing each other sisters. And they were talking about how much fun they had as a kid and how they'd get in yeah. trouble because they'd catch frogs and turtles and try and keep them as pets, but they, they'd have to hide them out in the livestock tank, mm-hmm. in the water. And so they were giggling and talking about that. And then these ladies get baptized. And it was amazing to watch because they were so excited. Yeah. You know, and and their families all came to see this. Their their, their siblings and great-grandchildren yep. came yeah. to watch them get yep. dunked, full immersion, yep. in a cow tank.
0: Yeah. At 70 some years old.
1: But we finished the service and we had a luncheon and all these people fellowshipped. And then we were leaving. Like, I felt like the Holy Spirit showing me, He was like, those girls had so much fun around that cow tank when they were kids. And then today, they got to relive those memories, giggle, have fun, tease each other, and then they just died in the same thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the verse about bringing you back to the god of your childhood, yeah, and, and the 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 youth, yeah, you know, and you're like, come to me like, like a child. There were some people with mobility issues that were so afraid. They were
0: like, like wo- when you get older, again, I can't imagine, but from what I've experienced and what I've seen, when you get older, like. Having these two young men like dunk you in a cow tank is probably not unlike your top ten things that you want to be doing <laughs> right. and a lot of them were very nervous a lot of them needed help to even get into the the tank mm-hmm. but
2: there was there was such a ease there was also like I feel like the Lord has kind of laid it on our hearts to make a way for people yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: like it wasn't that long ago within the last month, where you guys had done an altar call and there's people that can't get on their knees. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to move chairs Yeah, and yeah. you can sit Yeah, or you can sit your butt right on the altar. Yeah. And it's kind of that same thing. Like, listen, yeah,
1: we don't care. No. People that normally didn't don't 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 come up, came up. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's like, if you, we don't want there to be any hesitation right. for no. people. Yeah. And, Of course, naturally, you're just going to feel some hesitation and reservation around doing things if you're unsure. Yeah. But I feel like it was good. It worked out perfectly. It did. We had chairs right there. We had everything that people needed. Mm -hmm. And it, it was one of the most enjoyable baptism Sundays, I think, that I've been a part of. Agreed. It was really good.
0: And even for... So Max was the youngest, but even for that, the young lady that was... I think she's around her 40s. To be able to see a group of primarily older people that are wanting to do this. Like, what a testimony
2: just within that Mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. You know, our last
1: baptism.
2: I was just going to ask. What was the significance of
1: that? So we had moved... One into a new church, yeah. And two, we had taken, um, we we'd come into the call of ministry in a greater portion, and Mm -hmm. um, there's there's multiple things. One that that is a burden on the heart of the shepherd of the house, Mm -hmm. and when you come into like I could I could write you a book on all the people that walk into churches. On a Sunday, and within two Sundays, they stand in front of the church and they declare, "We're home. This is our home. We feel at home." Heard and it within a three times. Sundays. Yeah, they're offended about something stupid like their ability to social drink or eat pork, and then they're gone and they're on to the next home, right? So when when we came into covenant relationship with pastor and his wife, who is also a pastor. And my parents, I came in knowing that you don't come into a house that you're called of God to be in without coming under the authority and the call and the mantle that's put on the leaders of that house. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming under a call of a church board because a lot of times they're not answering to the same thing that that man of God is answering to or that woman of God. Yeah. So I'm coming in and I'm going to submit under that authority. Mm-hmm. Because our pastor was called, not installed. Yep. You can't you can't be fired from a call of God. You can go wayward in your doctrine mm-hmm. and end up in it unsound doctrine, but you will answer to the Lord. Yeah. So when we came in, one there was he was he was preaching heavy on baptism because he wanted to see people Uh, equipped to run the race well and you can't run a race well if you constantly are combating thoughts of who you think you are and aren't because the devil keeps bringing up things of the past that are Mm -hmm. under the blood have you ever seen
2: have you ever seen those people that they run a marathon in like their fatigues and Mm -hmm. like a full like army backpack or their full firefighter gear you can do it yeah mm-hmm. but you don't have to
1: you're going to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. you're going to be sweating, you're gonna be dehydrated. yeah. So when you're constantly going back and trying to argue who you aren't anymore instead of just putting that under the blood, getting baptized and letting that go, you're constantly fighting a fight mm-hmm. that that could just be completely you, you could turn around to the devil and be like, you really think you got the power to resurrect the dead because mm-hmm. God put a nail in that coffin. Come on. That day that I went under, God put a nail in that coffin. You ain't, you ain't mm-hmm. pulling that nail out. You can't, you can't go far enough spiritually to resurrect that dead man. So coming under that teaching, it really started to pluck at my heartstrings to, to do it right and come in. And, and I started having conviction, and I started thinking, you know, there's things even since my baptism— That I've allowed the enemy to put on me that should have been crucified with that old man. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to make a list. I'm going to take inventory and that stuff's not coming out. Right. So when we went into that last baptism, it was in a greater knowledge. We were informed. We had a spiritual excitement about what was going to be, what what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. There was no question of like, if I go in there, is this really going to happen? Mm-hmm. If, if I go in there with all these other people, I seen that lady came out crying. Is that going to happen for me? Mm-hmm. There was no question about what was going on. It wasn't based on emotion. It wasn't based on the feels of my community around me. It was based on covenant. God, I am going to submit to your word. And it says that I'm to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. And I'm supposed to be baptized in water.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E, Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.